And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to 4 to 6 with A&B, your Ohio State podcast on The Athletic. This is Bill Landis and Ari Wasserman with a bit of breaking news, as I'm sure most of you are aware by now, Ohio State's game on Saturday against Illinois was canceled, but more importantly, Ohio State has shut down football activities after a rise in positive coronavirus tests within the program. Uh, we're going to give some quick thoughts on that and what it means moving forward. We'll obviously circle back with more in the longer podcast episodes later this week as we gather more information. All right, before we give some thoughts, I want to lay a few things out because I've been watching TV like in the last like 12 hours and I feel like everyone keeps saying different things and wrong things and I want to lay out just like a couple of like facts with like where we're at Ohio State is shut down for a minimum of seven days I got that confirmed by AD Gene Smith on Saturday morning so that makes it seem unlikely that the Michigan State game is going to happen but there's been no uh, formal news on what might happen with the Michigan State game next week uh, the program did announce that Ryan Day tested positive Coaches' protocols are different to players. Coaches are out for 10 days. Players are out for 21. We do not know which players have tested positive. We don't reveal those names unless the program does and the program's not going to. So whichever players have tested positive this week are out for 21 days, which means they won't be able to play in the Michigan game, which is on December 12th. Um, players can also be out for contact tracing. If that's the case, they're out for 14 days, not 21 days. So those players could play on December 12th against Michigan. And lastly, as it pertains to the Big Ten Championship, I think there's some confusion about requirements. It is six games are required to play in the Big Ten Championship. At the moment, Ohio State has played four. It seems like at most it will play five. So obviously that's below the requirement. If the average games falls below six, not at six, below six, then the requirements change. For the average to fall below six, the Big Ten would have to have 12 games canceled in the next three weeks, which seems unlikely to happen. So I don't think the threshold's going to change. That sets the table. I apologize for that, but I feel like it was important to get that information out. So, Ari, with all that, where are you at on this, and where do you think Ohio State goes from here? That's all pretty haunting information. I mean, that's a hard thing to swallow if you're 
you know, really bought into this team and this program. Um, because even though, and you know, give me a little bit of math credit here, but despite the fact that, um, you know, players who are out for contact tracing or potential contact tracing of 14 days, that puts you right on the day of the Michigan game. So that means that those players wouldn't be able to practice. Um, yes. For a certain amount of time. So, like, let's say instrumental players on this team are out but never got sick and are uh, i mean they're just going to return and play without practicing for the michigan game like this is putting ohio state in a pretty debilitating spot in my opinion you know and you know in a season where i was i think we were both pretty shocked for the first month maybe before the big 10 came back and maybe before pac-12 and the entire country got rolling about how efficiently the sec was doing in this climate um but as the cases in the country are rising so are the cancellations and the issues that are happening within these programs and i feel like just about every program in america at some point has been affected by this whether it was their team or a team that they were playing and you know now that you put yourself in a position where there's no margin for error which i guess you can go down the rabbit hole and blame the big 10 for you know pushing it back initially and putting them in a position where they had to play eight games in eight weeks you know i think that take is old and everybody gets it um but now you're in a position now where you either push the season back, create more time, and you know accept the fact that this isn't going to be an easy thing to get through, or you manage your expectations of the likelihood of even finishing the season. So in Ohio State's position, I don't know that the entire season is ending and the world is falling apart, but there are some very concerning issues here just based on the protocol based on the Big Ten. And you know you saw some Ohio State football parents discussing the Big Ten's need to uh, change the protocol back from 21 days to 14 days, but even 14 days puts you right on the day of the Michigan game. So I don't really know exactly how they're going to manage this. The hope is that Ohio State's only dealing with a few isolated cases and not um, a Wisconsin situation where half the roster gets it. Um, and if that's the case, then maybe they can still – I mean, I think Ohio State could beat Michigan with a lot of players out still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot – really to unpack here and I think there's still some answers that we need to get in terms of what the Big Ten is willing to do how Ohio State's viewing things um, how many people have gotten this you know and and I guess lastly who's got it so it's just an uncomfortable situation and especially right now as you sit here on Saturday November 28th it doesn't seem like any of the next two games have a sh- for obviously the Illinois game's already been canceled but I don't know how there's any any shot in hell that the Michigan State game gets played under these circumstances yeah yeah I don't think so either and um before we move off it, I, I will say I just think maybe it's important to bring some a little bit of perspective. Like we're going to argue about football stuff for like the majority of this week and like playoff and Big Ten championship and what should change and what shouldn't change. Like people in Ohio State's program got a contagious virus, and for some people you get it and you're fine. For other people you get it and it's miserable. So I, I think it goes without saying that we hope that that whoever in the program does have it, Ryan Day, whichever other programs and staff members have tested positive, that they have a speedy recovery um, and, and get through this okay. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, moving beyond that, I guess, um, the big 10 championship seems like it's not going to happen. Um, but that doesn't mean Ohio state won't play that weekend there. It is a championship weekend where the teams, uh, match up based off where they finish in the standing. So if, if the big 10 doesn't change its current protocols for the big 10 title game, Ohio state could still play that day and play perhaps Wisconsin, which is a ranked team. Um, I, th- I think the Michigan game will happen as long as this doesn't get totally out of control. Other teams that have had this issue have, have missed two weeks and have been able to come back. Um, so I think Ohio State still has two games left. Um, and then we have an argument about the college football playoff. I, th- I, I do not think what has happened in the last 24 hours has eliminated Ohio State from the playoff. Like, where are you with that? Well, my first thought was, what does this mean for the playoff? Because that's everybody's first thought when they're thinking about Ohio State football. And I think it's interesting now because now, in this scenario too, Northwestern has a path to becoming a quote-unquote undefeated Big Ten champion. So, you know, in terms of whether or not Ohio State is qualified, I think the um, the Big Ten championship is not a prereq to playing in the playoff. Ohio State's played in it having lost and not won the Big Ten championship. And I think that the people on the college football playoff committee would be seasoned and enough to know which team is better if Ohio State finishes unbeaten, beats Wisconsin, and you know is undefeated at the end of the year. Um, but like parsing through all this stuff, we have seen, in my opinion, that the committee has penalized teams who haven't played as much. And Ohio State's last you know showing right now was giving up you know, X amount of points in a row to Indiana and putting it in a position to only win by seven, you know, that was already kind of something that they might have been dinged for too. And as you asked, the committee has their eyes out on this defense. So, you know, in terms of whether or not they're eliminated, that's not my my take right now. But I do think there's going to be a lot of debating and a lot of stuff to sift through. Um, I, I think that it's pretty clear just based on our eyes. They're one of the four best teams in college football, one of the four best in the playoff discussion. But in terms of games played, now the potential of having another champion from the conference, um, the fact that Notre Dame is looking really good right now after beating North Carolina, you know, I, I think that there is some cause for worry about how this could all pan out because. You know, as much as it's easy to say Ohio State's one of the four best, uh, their talent is off the charts. Everybody who has eyes thinks that. There's some uncharacteristically complicated discussions that are going to need to occur in order for this to go off the ground. And I don't know, like, is Ohio State going to be potentially, if things go the best, six and zero in a playoff team? Like, I don't know how that. You know, that seems like what it would have to be at this point. Yeah, and I, and I think that's possible. I think I think as long as Ohio State can get back on the field for this, the December twelfth game against Michigan and the week after against whoever they might play, um, they'll they'll still be in an okay position. But I do agree with you. There is cause for worry, and the comp the conversations from here moving forward as it pertains to that stuff like are going to be fascinating and like a bit confusing. For instance, you mentioned Northwestern. Northwestern could very well be an unbeaten Big Ten champion that has like a win over indiana in the big 10 championship and then like a nice win against wisconsin and it's like ohio state's going to be six and zero with a win over indiana and a win over wisconsin and fewer games because of 
trying to play football in a pandemic and like i don't know how you sort through those two teams i have no idea yeah well i mean it's just a matter of whether or not they're going to subscribe to dr wasserman's sars uh situation or if they're just going to pick the team that played more right but i think i think you know we cover ohio state we know what this program is about you know for the last 10 years we've seen them run over northwestern i i don't based on the way that rosters are are, are made I think it's pretty obvious which team is better if you had to pick between the two. And I don't know, that's the committee's job, right, yep. to find the better team. And I know that protocols are in place and there are things to, that are a cause for concern, but really what's the protocol here? The, the protocol, we've seen Ohio State enter the playoff because of protocol, and we've seen them not get in because of ignoring protocol. The, the, the only protocol that really exists is picking the four best teams. And however you pick the four best teams can be rationalized after the fact because of statistics and protocol. I think that they pick the teams first, then they explain after. I don't think it's vice versa. So in that sense, I think I would feel good if I were an Ohio State fan. But the fact of the matter is is that you're getting through a season here where you're supposed to play eight games, potentially nine including a championship game in your conference, and now they're only going to play six at most. And that's not even guaranteed right now because not only does Ohio State have to get healthy, but Michigan has to not have a problem. Right. And as things are going right now, everybody seems to be having a problem. The numbers are through the roof. The college campuses are college campuses. Even people who are uh, careful are susceptible to this. So, like, there's a lot of other things at stake. And I, I think, too, that this is a nice reminder, you know, for the people who are, who are talking about who's responsible and who's not. Ohio State has more resources or as much resources for any college program in America. And this happened to them and their head coach. So it's just a reminder of how delicate this thing is, and it's really tough um, to say how this is going to pan out. But, Bill, I'm wondering, do you think they could add games? Do you think they could push games back? Do you think that they could create, or do you think that the playoff is – the playoff seems to have a deadline, and I, I heard Greg Sankey talking about this, um, the commissioner of the SEC, saying that at a certain point you just have to have a line in the sand of when the season's going to end, and it seems like they've chosen the playoff as, as that line. But, you know, you've got games getting pushed back in the SEC now to almost Christmas time. You know, do you make yourself, if you're a Big Ten commissioner, do you reorganize championship weekend to put Ohio State in um, the, the championship game? Do you change that protocol? Do you add a game? Do you push it back a week? Is there anything that you can do if you're the Big Ten to make this more tenable? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, whether or not they're going to, I have no idea. The, the one thing I'll say is, like, there's there's been – sort of hubris involved in this along the entire way and it starts with the big 10 thinking you could play nine games in nine weeks without having disruptions and, and clearly that was always going to be untenable and, and here we are looking at the worst case scenario and the college football playoff can say all at once that we're picking the four teams on december 20th and we're playing the semifinals on a day they were scheduled like that's all well and good right up until the point where you can't do that and, and we know enough now that this is totally unpredictable so do i think all that's possible certainly do i think it's probable probably not um but but I mean anything's on the table. I think right now the SEC is moving games around so that LSU and Alabama can play each other. Um, the Big Ten currently has no wiggle room, but if the playoff decides it wants to push back, it would have some. So we're not there yet. There's there's still a lot of things to sort through with this. I, I do think the Big Ten is going to re- revisit some parts of this, whether that's the minimal requirement for the Big Ten championship or the 21 day player rule or, or something. I, I don't think is things stand now is, is how it's going to be moving forward but but for now all we know is that ohio state is shut down that's not playing against illinois the game against michigan state seems unlikely and we don't really know what's going to happen from there it just seems kind of ironic that ohio state will have not played their three worst teams on their schedule and that might be the reason they don't get to play for a championship game mm-hmm. like anybody who has eyes knows that the big 10 east representative 
depending on whether or not they beat Michigan or not, which I think is a safe assumption that they would, is Ohio State in the Big Ten West who has earned it on the field. Both teams have earned it in their own divisions on the field. And, you know, they didn't play Illinois. I don't think that matters. They didn't play Michigan State and Maryland. Both of those teams are Big Tenies bottom feeders with spreads that were 24-28. Like, I don't know. I don't understand the initial reason for the protocol of making it two less than the average during a time like this where there's no margin for error it makes no sense other than the fact that you don't want there to be a big 10 champion that's two and oh and like i understand that but you know putting this in a position right now where they might not get to play for a national championship or a big 10 championship because their game against illinois got canceled is kind of funny to me yeah it's uh it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around um we'll continue to try to do that like i said um We'll, we'll, be, we'll be back with our normal podcast schedule uh, this week, talking more about this. Hopefully, we'll be able to get, gather some more information, and certainly we'll stay on top uh, of any changes. But for now, we want to give you some initial thoughts on, on what's going on. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll, we'll check in with you guys later in the week, and if there's anything to update, you can find that at The Athletic. And Bill, yeah. not to interrupt you, but make sure people read your story because it was very thorough, and it might be even more thorough than the podcast yeah. that you wrote. Theathletic.com slash 4-6 can get you signed up. It's $1 per month right now. Uh, for 12 months it's a black friday deal that runs through monday you can go read the story that i wrote and, and all of our other national reporters covering this as well so thanks for listening we'll talk to you guys later in the week looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events we've got the spot our partner StubHub has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.